0: Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of the Dreams Unloaded podcast. I'm your host, Jay Flew. If you're here with me for the first time, welcome. And if you're coming back for another round, I want to thank you for tracking with me. It's been a little minute since the last episode, but I just want to say, welcome to 2023. It's looking, it's looking like God is here with us. So that's all that matters, right? (laughs) So we are already in February, and I just want to remind you all that the Lord in this year, if you haven't already heard, Psalm 23 in 2023 is the wave. God is moving us towards rest, even if you're busy living out of rest, finding the still waters and the green pastures in his presence. Learning how to access those pathways are going to be essential. It's essential in this season for the seasons that are to come. I'm I'm having to constantly check the pace of my heart, the pace of my devotion to Jesus. I always have to move at the pace of peace and I always have to operate out of a place of presence and not out of a place of rushing or my own agenda. So one thing I'm learning is that Some things can wait. He's the most important thing. He's also delivering us from a spirit of fear. He's literally uprooting it from us so that it has no hook on the inside of us. That's going to be really key for some of the conversations he needs us to have, some of the positions he needs us to occupy, some of the regional or territorial spirits, some of the evil that's going on. David says in the Psalms that I will fear no evil. For you are with me. It's a shift in in your gaze from the evil to the one who is literally no match for the evil. He is the almighty one. He is creator God. So I want to encourage you with that don't let evil intimidate you because really it has no power over you unless you give it power all right but today we're going to be talking about directional dreams how god's design for the body of christ being one unit is for your protection when it comes to directional dreams and revelation in dreams my opinion is that the biggest downfold the downfold the biggest downfall of those people who are seers or prophetic in any way. It's that we become lone rangers if we're not careful. I believe this is the biggest downfall because you get into territory where you can't be coached back into truth. You can get off track. You can misunderstand or misinterpret what you see, and it can take you down a different path that the Lord didn't intend. You need community. And we'll talk about this today, but first I promise to share with listeners actually on Instagram. If you don't follow me, I'm JFlu, which is at J-A-Y, F as in Frank, L-E-W. And I shared with my followers that I had a crazy dream story for you. It was a dream that I was having while I was meant to be on the phone with the very friend. I was was having a dream about how cool the Lord is so funny we love him stay tuned and let's dive right on in okay this is actually pretty wild so what happened was last week I was scheduled to be talking and catching up with a dear friend of mine who lives abroad and I forgot that I had that day off so I could actually sleep in this phone call was scheduled super early in the morning because it would have been during my commute to work. But while I'm oversleeping for this call where my friend is actually planning to tell me a testimony and share an announcement, I actually am dreaming about her. And I would like to call this God spilling the beans on her announcement. He totally stole her thunder and totally... Absolutely. My mom is literally texting me to go to bed because it's 1250 AM, but I'm showing up for you all at the end of my long day because I just missed having this outlet to share on this topic and to really just, it really holds me accountable to keeping my scripture in front of me um, as it relates to dream content. Cause I do my own devotions. I have my own um, time with him, but you guys keep me on my toes with, continuing to search out scripture and content specifically related to dreams. So thanks for that. Anyway, as I was saying, I'm dreaming about my friend. She's supposed to be sharing an announcement with me in waking life, but I'm dreaming about her as I'm oversleeping. And the Lord totally steals her thunder. So I am, I am in the dream so excited because my friend is visiting me now. I told you she lives abroad. And let me give you a little bit of context for her. She is a brilliant, creatively minded fashionista, but also like a really anointed costume designer. And she's in a season where the Lord is causing her to dream and to ask him to open big doors. So We've been contending for doors to open. We've also been believing that the U.S. would open its borders without certain restrictions because she has a heart for this nation and is seeking opportunities here as well. So we've just been on that journey as friends, just believing God and keeping our eyes open. And so in my dream, when she came here to visit, I was super excited because we've been contending for that. Also in my dream, she was Dealing with a former boss of mine and putting on a fashion show, doing some things related to her giftings in fashion and costume design. So that was definitely, that definitely caught my attention. And then she actually began to tell me that she was moving to another city in another nation. So not in the US, not where she's from, but in a different nation. And she was just starting to outline all the things that God was doing and all the things that he had done for her and all the doors that were opening. And it was just so exciting. It was so exciting in the dream. So I wake up, I'm able to connect with her in real life, in waking life. I don't like to say real life because dreams are real life. But I um, was able to connect with her And so I began the conversation by saying, are you moving? Because it occurred to me that the Lord had shared something related to her announcement. But here's the cool thing. I hope you're tracking with me. The really cool thing about this is that she shared with me what God was doing in in her waking life. He was opening doors we've been contending for, doors that blew her mind. She had this new employer that sought her out. And who offered her compensation that was more than what she asked for. And not only that, but they offered to relocate her to a new city within the same nation, but nevertheless, a new city. She gets new scenery, she gets new opportunities, new networking opportunities, and just so many, so many beautiful things that only God could have done in the way that He did it. So, as I'm listening to this, I'm fascinated because wow, it was true. God moved her to another city and it was fashion, costume related. But it was a little bit different from how I saw it because I saw the US opening up for my friend. And I also saw another nation that she had not yet lived in or been to opening up for her. And I was asking God, why did I see it that way? And he was saying Ephesians 3.20. What God was doing was he was bringing celebration to the moment she was currently in, but also giving a bigger context for what he was doing, where he was bringing her and also the dreams that he's planted in her heart that he intends to watch over to full completion. I thought that was so beautiful. When I shared that with her, she was so encouraged. She's like, wow, as amazing as this is that I'm experiencing now, I really think that God gave you that dream because it's bringing back up all of the other dreams that I have in Zechariah, in the book of Zachariah it talks about how we should ask for rain in a time of rain and not only that but there's a scripture that says his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path so she was telling me about the lamp I'm sorry the light unto her feet what's happening now but God wanted to show her the light That is unto her path, the long term vision, the longer term vision, because I don't believe that's the end for her. That's all for her, but how beautiful, right? So, how did I even realize that this was a prophetic moment? It was just an inner knowing, and that inner knowing is also prophetic, right? If you're, if you're in a space of being committed and fully like yielded to the Holy Spirit you know that this is not just an, an overwhelming desire that you have. And of course, I wanted this from my friend, but I can't say I was overcome with desire. I just saw my friend maybe a month and a half ago. So, you know, I'm in a good space. I'm, I've am i just seen her. I'm good. and And so anyway, I just love how the Lord confirmed the more that he was doing through me, a covenant friend of hers. So... You will know when your dreams are prophetic because, first of all, they'll actually happen. So you can can either wait and pray into them and wait for them to come to pass. Or you can ask God, like, can I share this? Or is this for someone else to know right now? So there's just some nuggets there. All right. So I wanted to today talk to you about this topic of directional dreams. So we oftentimes have directional dreams and it can be out of timing. Like the Lord showed them to us so that in the right timing, we would have the vision and that we would have the courage to pursue what he's asking us to pursue. But just because he showed it to us now, it actually doesn't mean we're to go after it right now. And it certainly doesn't mean that we are to take the journey alone. I want to draw your attention to a portion of scripture that is not super talked about in the topic of dreams and visions. But Acts chapter 16, it talks about Paul's dream where he's called to another region. I'm going to read this in the message translation because I just love the vernacular here. In verses 9 through 12, I'm going to read it. It says, "Then that night Paul had a dream a Macedonian stood on the far shore and called across the sea, come over to Macedonia and help us. The dream gave Paul his map. I absolutely love that. The dream gave Paul his map. Okay, we went to work at once getting things ready to cross over to Macedonia. All the pieces had come together We knew now for sure that God had called us to preach the good news to the Europeans. Putting out from the harbor at Troes, we made a straight run for Samothrace. I'm not doing this justice. The next day, we tied up at New City and walked from there to Philippi, the main city in that part of Macedonia, and even more importantly, a Roman colony. We lingered there several days. Okay, so I wanted to about this passage of scripture because you can see that in Paul's dream he has a Macedonian calling out to him with this invitation to go and somehow Paul perceived that as being the Lord's voice but I love the message translation because it doesn't say that so in some other translations it makes it seem like okay Paul got this dream and then they left but no if you actually look in here, if you actually pick this apart, there is a multitude of counsel between Paul receiving the revelation and Paul leaving. I want you to pay close attention to the verbiage here. In the message translation, it's saying all the pieces had come together. So there was a pro- that speaks to process. God brought things together in the natural for that journey to be possible. Sometimes we read the Bible, like just because the next sentence said go that there was no process between the revelation and the going. We're reading, but we don't always get to experience between the lines. So it's it's good to exercise your imagination, to look at different translations, to look at commentaries, and to ask Holy Spirit to help you. But here it's saying all the pieces had come together. And here it says, we now knew, we knew now for sure that God had called us to preach the good news to the Europeans. The we is not just Paul. That's the multitude. So I just want to say, first of all, the context for the multitude of counsel is in Proverbs chapter 15. It says in two places, I believe verse 14 and verse 22. Verse 14 says, in the multitude of of counsel, there is safety. So being a lone ranger, being a lone ranger puts you at risk for um, unsafe measure for unsafe situations. Okay, but not only that, in verse 22, it says that when you when you receive counsel, you actually set yourself up to flourish. A man who goes without counsel his plans are frustrated. So um, there's that. That's really the context for what I'm saying here. And Paul shows this. He he actually demonstrates this in the way that he submits his dream. Now, the Bible doesn't say, and Paul submitted his dream to the multitude. But it's you can infer that here. You can infer that here based on the semantics, the vernacular. It says, we knew. So, I submit to you that before you take a dream and you run with it, as far as like, you know, you had a dream that you moved into a house. So now the first house that you see, you are putting in an offer and you're preparing to move. No, sometimes the overwhelming desire, sometimes the urgency that we feel, because dreams make us feel like it's urgent. But this is why God has a plan to surround us with people and to release his wisdom through the multitude of counsel. So I just really want to plug right here to make sure that you are submitted to people in your life who you trust to hear the word of the Lord, who trust will lead you into, um, into safety and who carry the Lord's heart. So I pray for you. If you're If you're struggling with this, if you need God to just show you who you're supposed to be surrounded by in this season, I just pray that he releases that to you and that there would be ease and that you would feel peace in that process. But I tell you from my own journey and my own mistakes, you can have a dream from the Lord and you can act too quickly. But you slow that down, you you lessen the chances of that happen by submitting your dream to a person, for, but to a group or to a person that you trust. And when I say this, I don't mean submit it like, I had a dream, so this is what I'm going to do. No, humble yourself and say, I had this dream, I think it's from the Lord. How does it feel to you? Do you feel the weight of God on that? Do you feel like this is a now thing? I'm not saying don't seek God for yourself. You come with what you feel God is saying and doing. You have to press in for that yourself. But the next step, that's not the, the last step. The next step is to get counsel. Good counsel, the Bible says. So there's that, okay? Okay. And then the second tip was that I want you guys to ask God more questions. This is a part of the dream interpretation process. We need to ask him questions. We need to ask him for signs of the timing. I'm going to share a story. About five years ago now, I had a dream that required, if I were to do what the dream suggested, it would require a move from me that was not a small move. It was a big move. I knew it was from the Lord. I felt so confident. I began to do what I told you not to do. I told people, I'm, I'm I'm, making this move because I had a dream. Okay, so I was like fake submitting it to them. I wasn't giving them access to speak into that, to give me pause or to provide warning, right? So I ended up making the move fully fully integrating myself into a new life. And I realized five years later, that yes, the Lord wanted me to make that move. But he didn't ask me to make it in the way that I made it. Right? So I saw, I'm going to give you an example because I don't want to give too many details because it involves people who may be listening and I just honor everyone so much. So it has nothing to do with them, it has everything to do with me and my growth and my learning and development in this area. So let's just say I am meant to attend Liberty University. In my dream, I saw myself attending Liberty University, right? That's all I saw. I didn't see the timing. I I may have seen some other, I saw some details about the, the spirit of revival at Liberty University. I saw details about how I was to be a part, a major part of the revival breaking out at Liberty University, okay? I get excited because it feels urgent. It feels like it's a now word. It feels that way because pictures move your emotions and emotions move you to action oftentimes. And God does that on purpose, but we have to use self-control to, to store it sometimes until its moment comes. So let's just say I pack up all my belongings and I immediately move to Liberty University. I integrate myself into every aspect of student life at Liberty University everything that's going on I'm there because I can't miss out I can't miss the moment where revival might break out I'm supposed to be a part of this I'm striving to make this happen well the problem with that is Giovanni did not ask God about timing he didn't she didn't ask God the questions that needed to be asked Lord please give me a sign of the timing that it's that that I'm supposed to move there Lord what is my purpose here's a key question What is my purpose in moving to Liberty University and to becoming a student there? Is it to be a recipient? Is it to be a facilitator? Am I to teach? Am I to teach on healing? Am I to simply receive healing in areas where I'm still contending? Am I meant to start a Bible study? Am I walking into something that's already existing or am I being used to pioneer? What tools do I need for this assignment? Who are the people that I'm to meet? Who are the people who are to impact me? Do you see what I'm saying? By asking the Lord more questions and truly waiting on him, you can walk into Liberty. I could walk into Liberty University with clarity and not just a feeling. The reason why that's powerful is because I have now gone to Liberty University and I've integrated my, myself into every aspect of student life. The Lord was only calling me to be an intercessor. He was only calling me to be a fly on the wall and to intercede and to influence through intercession. But I took it upon myself to join the, the preaching team, the dance team, I'm playing the keys. I'm doing all these things that actually distract me or take away from my real purpose and focus. If I had just waited a little longer and asked God more questions, I would have known. So in the end, it's hurtful because I'm frustrated that people don't see me. I'm frustrated that my efforts are not being valued. I'm frustrated that I'm not seeing revival in the way that I saw it in my dream. When in real life, I jumped ahead of God. I didn't ask people for their insight. Maybe they could have seen something from the dream that I didn't see. So I hope that makes sense to you all. And I hope that this has blessed you in some way. Father, I just thank you for these listeners today. I thank you for their heart for you. I just believe that if you're listening to this, you have a heart to do to do right. You have a heart to do what is good and what is pleasing in the sight of the Lord. And I bless that. I feel the Father blesses that. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the spirit of truth and that you're leading your gut and guiding your people into all truth. Lord, cause us to be more curious, cause us to ask you more questions. And we ask you for the grace to hear, to perceive and understand what you are saying. Father, I ask for a release of visions and dreams from heaven, that we would step more fully into the revival that you're pouring out in all the earth, according to Acts chapter two and Joel chapter two. We love you, God, and we will walk close with you slowly and deeply each and every day in Jesus name all right guys stay tuned for next week I have some amazing guests the next two episodes and we're going to go deeper into dream interpretation lots of love